Coxie's having a yarn Cause he's got nothing better to do Coxie's having a yarn And one day he might have one with you Hello, welcome to another episode of Have a Yarn with me. I'm joined by a special guest for the second time. We'll talk about that a bit later. But uh, please welcome special guest, uh, Eamon Sandwith from The Chats, The Unknowns. Uh, any other hats you wear? That's the main two. Bargain Bin Records exec. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, the thing I was alluding to before, I probably shouldn't talk about this, but... I think by now people don't expect professionalism from me. Um, yeah, we actually recorded an app, and this is, uh, I bloody lost it, which was a nightmare. But thank you so much for coming on again. That's um, all right. I've, um, yeah. I guess being in bands, like I'm, I'm trying to qua- uh, what's the word? I was gonna say like quantify or justifies. Probably, I'm trying to justify what happened. Is that I was gonna say you guys rehearse and rehearse songs, right? So yeah, let's just think of that last step as a rehearsal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was pretty good. I yeah. mean. You know, if this one's not as good, then uh, we can try. Yeah. We can try a third one. Yeah. Well, don't say that. <laughs> no, no. Um, I mean, I know you're joking, but the, this is the thing, right? I, you know, they say like, be careful what you joke about, or be careful what you wish, or whatever the saying is. <laughs> Let's just go with be careful what you joke. But anyway, I before it had happened, where I'd lost these, I lost two. Um, what do you call it? I can't think of bloody words. Memory cards. Memory cards. Thank yeah. you. I need you with me to finish my sentences. <laughs> and I make fun of my mum for not finishing her sentences. It's, I'm um, getting, you know, it's been passed down to me. But um, yeah, so I had two memory cards, about eight Fs I lost, which sucks. But yeah, the thing I was joking to people would be like, after the ep finished, I'd be like, oh, you know, thanks. That was a good chat. And I was be like... Worst case scenario, we had a nice convo together, you know, like yeah, as yeah. in you don't really want to lose it, but it's like that's what I joked about was like worst case scenario, because it is that funny thing of like it would be nice as people if we spoke and talk like this, but we really only do it to record it or what, you know what I mean? Yeah, just for the well, uh, I mean you don't for the entertainment yeah, of others. Yeah, well at the same time as I said, it'd be nice to talk to people, but yeah, like one hour and like going through their life and subjects is like is yeah. anyway. And, but then, you, and then you can go back yeah. and replay it if yeah. you want because you can forget stuff. Yeah. Well, anyway, so having done this, you know what the um, structure, very loose structure is. So yeah. why don't we rip into it? Um, yeah, you know that we uh, kind of follow the guest journey. So um, let me see how much I can remember from last time. Um, Mackay Boy, was that right? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or started in Brizzy, wasn't it? Or Logan? Or? No, Mackay, no. I um, did primary school up there oh okay and yeah and then i moved to sunny coast um at the start of year eight so i would have been about 12 oh, yeah. or 11 11 yeah. 12 maybe 13 had enough of the sugar cane and <laughs> yeah yeah um i, I liked Mackay. you know yeah, I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't want to move no nah. you never want to move when you're a kid but sunny coast isn't a too bad of a move nah, right? yeah it's um it wasn't like when you get told the news you're like oh we're taking you've been taken to the sunny goes like <laughs> yeah well i mean you know it was exciting because it's a nice place and yeah you know a lot of good times there but, yeah um yeah well um you know, something I often ask guests is about um, where they grew up and do they do you think that kind of shaped you as a person? I know that's pretty deep, but um, do you, th- you know, do you think sort of growing up in Mackay, sort of like, or you'd just be who you are no matter where you were, sort of, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to think that, but I, 
you know, obviously your environment plays a part in um, yeah, you know, your life. So, yeah, well, like as Aussies, we you know I'm into sports. We often joke about being better than the British because they with their weather they can't get out and play like that sort of thing. So, I guess uh, North Queensland culture, you know, played a part in whoever lives there is going to it's going to reflect who you are a bit. But uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, yeah, I wasn't. I mean, Mackay's more like kind of central Queensland. It's yeah, not yeah. really north, but it's kind of got the same kind of attitude, I, I reckon. So yeah, you meet the same sort of characters. Yeah, well, like it is, because um, I'm actually a big geography nerd. Like, not many people know that about me, but being from Queensland myself, I'm a Brisbane boy. But yeah, I should know a bit more. But but to me, it's like Queensland's just so bloody big that I'm just like Mackay's up there somewhere. You know, yeah. like <laughs> I I know it does sort of like it's a little bit. More south than sort of Townsville and Cairns and all that, obviously. You tend to think everything north of like Harvey Bay is pretty Just much like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because my mum was actually born in Rockhampton, so that's kind of like central Queensland as well, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, so when did like... Um, so yeah, just normal sort of upbringing, like mucking around as a kid and... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really ever super into music or anything. I started playing guitar in like grade five, but... uh yeah didn't really uh care about it until like high school yeah because um, sometimes a, a bit of it like obviously case by case but a bit of a recurring thing with like music people would be like they'll, they'll sort of say oh like mum and dad you know had led zepp playing in the house or that you know that classic thing you probably yeah. heard it and people say like oh music was always around me yeah <laughs> yeah but you didn't really have that or at all um dad showed me a lot of music when i was a kid he used to you know, he's always playing bands in the car and that. And um, yeah. mum, mum as well, like she had a bunch of CDs and stuff, but it was more kind of, uh, you know, your, your Jack Johnsons and your Coldplay's <laughs> kind of. Oh, good thing that didn't rub off on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, well, uh, actually on, you know, the, your link to this pod, you you are the performer of the theme song. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I was just going to say the, so the Jack Johnson link, you know, a bit of acoustic, but uh. <laughs> yeah, well, you can you can see why I didn't go down that path. Yeah, <laughs> do you do you mind if we just talk about that quickly? Is it is it interesting yeah. thing that listeners might be just so? Uh, yeah, I, I was like putting together everything. I was like, obviously, first thought is like, I want to do a pod, and then I'm like, yeah, I want to do some artwork, have some art for it. So, um, reached out to Mike Foxall, who's like a bit of a legendary Australian punk guy. He was in Nancy Vandal and heaps of other band, and he did some awesome art. And then I was like. Would love a little theme song, so I think I like um, reached out to you, and I was like, but I was very like, you know, obviously when people want something, sometimes they're very like driven of exactly what they want. I was just like, you do you remember that? I was like, I wasn't really exactly sure. Yeah. But then I was like, I've never ri- really written lyrics apart from a few shitty throwaway ones when I was like a teenager and wanted to have a pop punk band. Yeah. But I think I just chucked a few at you as like a, a sample, thinking you'd play around with it. And I think you just you, like literally just yo- use them, which is awesome. Yeah, verbatim. Yeah, I think. <laughs> but also too, because I was like very vague, I didn't really ask. So I sort of thought maybe you're going to do it as the band, the chats. But then when it came back, when it's just you, I'm like, oh, this is awesome because you don't do solo much, you know. I remember uh, you had yeah. your, remember you had your Scomo protest song. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, I don't know. Um, I'm probably bouncing around. I think then. those are the two recorded yeah. acoustic songs. Yeah, so me and <laughs> me and Skyro. Yeah, you only get the Akui out for, 
if if uh if you're inspired by a a, a top bloke, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like either really inspired and angry about the PM or yeah. or a legendary already... podcast mate. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I I created that. Or I've already got the words and I don't need the inspiration. That's true, that's that. true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was fun. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, would have been cool to get the band to do it, but we, <laughs> we don't really um really practice or hang out that much, so well, it's funny, um, <laughs> too, because you think of when you like not that your guy, not that your songs are long or anything, but also you think of band songs as you know at least two minutes or whatever. But for me, growing up, I was a punk fan. I had this compilation, Fat Records. They're all like oh, thirty the, seconds. The short music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's in my mind for some reason. You know, it's like sometimes when you think of something, you just have this visual or or whatever comes into your mind, and that's what I has just just a quick 30 second but I, I could see a band kind of going like you know like Goxie's having a yarn one you know uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then yeah when you did it it was awesome so I was like yeah maybe uh, season- I, sh- I, I, I feel bad because I'm making it sound like like you didn't um, what I meant by like yeah I, I just sort of chucked some lyrics at, to, to you as a guide yeah but then yeah you've created the, the, the guitar part of it too which is awesome so yeah that was just a few chords though I mean I <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, don't don't sell yourself short, mate. <laughs> you could say, can you, you know, at the start when I was saying about like different hats you've worn, you, you can that could be another lot, you know, like singer, bassist, lyricist slash podcast. Oh yeah, but, you know, because w- what's it called when um I recently had David Brady on and he d- has done music for movies. I think it's called. S- that's Score. scoring. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a podcast score. <laughs> That'd be cool. Podcast, yeah, but I I'd, I'd like to get into jingles before yeah. scoring. I think jingles would be Yeah. Fun. Well, the funny thing about the short sharp, you know, cuz like I grew up with radio, it's like radio is kind of a dying thing, but you had little stings like when someone would come on, they'd have a little like 10 second sting, which is like a quick little song or theme or whatever. Yeah. So it is like uh, I'm I'm gonna um what do you call it I'm gonna rev- I'm um revealing something about myself here that I listen to my own pods but uh you know just I like to listen it's to quality the, control the, yeah that's it but I like to mainly not for my part for the guest part but um it's it's uh yeah like every time you know every time you play it it's got your theme which is pretty cool like you know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's yeah, Fun little thing to do. Yeah. So anyway, that's a that little bit done and dusted. But yeah, I, I just basically I want to say thanks. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um. And and we have done heaps of things together. You know, like I think one of my first things I was a a model for the chats uh, speed dealer sunnies. That's I, right. Yeah. yeah. Got to wear them and then opened up for your, a few of your shows, which is awesome. That's I, right. I do at the old bar. Yeah. But I don't know if you remember this. Um. Because I often get asked, like, what's one of your worst gigs ever? And it's nothing on you guys, but the Melbourne Uni. Yeah. I, I often cite that as... It's more... I cite it as being an age thing or demographic, sort of, like, because you got, like, inner city students. But also because they're, like, 18, 19. Yeah, it was, that was a weird but, one. But um, that was brutal for me. Yeah, I did about half an hour. I can't remember getting any laughs. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, I think we did about half an hour and got a lot of laughs, which is what we weren't looking for. <laughs> yeah, true. If only we could swap. <laughs> yeah, I had people uh, crowd surfing and stage diving, but I think they just wanted to, to kill themselves from the bad comedy. No, no, I'm mucking around. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
I guess I'm trying to say, yeah, it's like it's awesome, you know. I love I love doing stuff with bands and mu- I get a lot of support from the music industry and um I don't know, sounds a bit cheesy to talk about, but do you, do you guys remember sort of like thinking oh, I would like like to get him in or was it your manager telling you to do it? <laughs> um, it no, no. I I was, you know, obviously a fan of the, yeah. the early Facebook videos. Yeah. So Well, um, um you know, I know obviously there's a bit of an age gap between us and I've had this with younger guys where they say like, oh, at school we were all quoting you. You told me that, didn't you? Like I'd, I'd get quoted yeah. in the schoolyard. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're a bit of a bit of a legend around the schoolyard for a while. <laughs> Up there with, the, what's the other like sort of like waiting for a mates and yeah, um, Corey from Punchies, those sort of. Corey on a current affair. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about, um, this might have been after you went to school, but um, speaking of like a current affair, like the, the dog barking guy. He's a classic. Oh yeah, the bounding over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a good one. But that's um, ever since though, like that's been my sort of um, you know, sort of, I've got to put in the work to prove to people like I'm not just a meme, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I Which definitely... um, if you don't mind me saying, is is there a little bit of crossover you there where you like you obviously uh, Smoko gave you a lot of exposure and yeah, you guys um. Since then, had to show, like, you know, we're, we're more than, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember, you know, like, some of those early shows we were doing, that was kind of the only thing people knew about us. I mean, we had a couple, you know, we had some songs out, but that was kind yeah. of the one that people really cared about. Did you, can you remember looking out and sort of, because I have, I, I started going to gigs quite young, like 13, in like late 90s. And I remember when a band would have their big song, like people would yeah, rush to the pit. Totally. And I, I didn't, I, it didn't make me angry or anything, but I was like, I actually kind of saw it as reverse of like, you know, you'd like more like want to thrash your head around, jump around to the unknown song. And then if it was known, I'd want to like watch and soak it in. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. But they were, they were the reverse where they're like, hang around, watch the band for the, the lesser known song. And then, yeah, I guess it's just that we all, as humans, this is getting quite deep here, but, like, <laughs> we like the thing that we know, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like when Chrissy comes around and Griswold Family Chrissy and yeah. Home Alone and all, like, all the favourites. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And, yeah, I mean, definitely same kind of thing yeah. now. Can you tell us a little bit? Of, I know it's like we won't dwell too much on it because I get asked a lot about my kind of which is fine on if anyone's listening and I'm not complaining, but you know, the people like to know when something blew up, but um, can yeah. you tell us a little bit about that, that sort of timeline and was it sort of, how'd you feel or? <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, we did finish high school in 2016 and, uh, you know, kind of just kept the band going cause it was fun. We didn't really yeah um, expect to be doing anything. So, yeah, we uh, recorded the song <clears throat> about six months after finishing school in June or July. And then we did the video in October. And then about December of that year is when it kind of went viral or something. And that, you know, it was it was cool. It was pretty exciting and stuff, but it was also a bit weird. Yeah. It's a bit weird because you're all of a sudden <laughs> known for something. And it's, yeah. It, it's just, it's cool, but it's, um, it's a weird thing to get used to. Yeah. Well, um... You know, like, obviously, this sounds silly again, because obviously I'm a comedian. 
I appreciate humor. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big part. Let's let's be honest. Humor is a big part of comedy. But yeah, like I think <laughs> yeah, you know, like you guys, you know, seeing that video and it's like very funny and it's like you know a lot of music musos and bands take themselves super seriously, which is fine. Do what you want to do, but I think that's what resonated with a lot of people is like the humor and you know. Yeah, well, we were we were always too shit to take ourselves seriously. It was just out of um, yeah, you know, out of desperation that we had. Yeah, to do. <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously they're sat. Can you give us any uh, little little Easter eggs or whatever they call it in in the industry for um, about the clip or anything? You know, like yeah. was a was a lifesaver thing? Was that or did you already have it or? Nah, that was um. So the girl who did the video, Matisse. That was her dad's, and he was like, yeah, you can borrow it for the video. <laughs> but then he was kind of like, oh, you can just have it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess kind of interesting thing, other than paying her, the only thing we really had to pay for in that video was a sausage roll. So it was... Yeah, big budget. <laughs> yeah, budget of five bucks. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was a good day. And um, we couldn't find Matt that day. He was working in the <laughs> area, but he didn't have a phone at the time or something. So he was just like wandering around. Yeah. We were like, That's hey. funny because you've told me, you know, just chatting his mates uh, about he's he's been known to head up the mountain and be uncontactable for a few days and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he he always gets back to you. But <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Nah, cool. Um, but yeah, he was nearly not in the video because we couldn't find him. I guess in a way, it's almost like when you say about you know, like no expectations. So you're doing it for the love, which is doing it for the right reasons. You know, you're just yeah. enjoying music and. Um, yeah, we wouldn't even get gigs. Like, <laughs> we'd just play at parties and backyards yeah. and shit. And now you're bloody. You see, now, that, now you got too many gigs. Now you got Splendor with me, bloody. See that where I'm like, yeah. floating around in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. You were up there for like what? Felt yeah, like about five minutes. Or Man, so. you got the strongest fan base. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I like because I, I do it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Literally. <laughs> uh, and they and they love you as well, but yeah, <laughs> like just as in toned arms and that. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know. I'm a bit, you know. I don't know. I don't know why I do these things. But I crowd surf a little bit, just trying to regain my youth. But anyway, most of the time you go up, you'll be up from like five or ten seconds, whatever. Then you quickly come back down and hit your head on the ground or. But yeah, that was crazy because like I started at the front. And Splendid, if you know that main stage at Splendid, it's huge, like a lot of people. And I got, it was almost like Homer and the Simpsons getting passed back at that hullabalooza. Yeah. You know? But I went, so I got moved to the back and then it almost did like a lap. And then I got brought back to the front. I was like, like I swear I was up there for a minute. Like that doesn't sound a lot, yeah, but that's but a long time for crowds. Yeah, you almost be getting bored up there. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh. Yeah, I saw you. You had one of those eye covering things on that they have at the planes, and <laughs> falling asleep. Having a cup of tea. Yeah, I actually changed my address. You know, <laughs> number eleven mosh pit. No, whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, that's cool, man. So like, it just started as fun, and then I guess it's a very pure thing where it's just like, let's just keep this going. Yeah. Is that what you never much talk with? You talk with the other guys about like let's see how we can take this, how far we can take this, or is it just more natural and you just keep going and Yeah, it's just uh yeah, just a natural kind of thing. We never like, oh, you know, let's do this or let's do that. It's kinda just been Yeah. 
you know, let's keep going. And then, you know, when the video kind of started going nuts on the internet, it was it was like, oh, well, why would we, you know, why would we stop just because something like this is happening? Yeah. You know, you should, I don't know, we felt like we should try and, you know, make a bit of an opportunity out of it, I guess, you know? Yeah. Because it'd be, it'd be a shit thing to not pursue something just because... You know, yeah. you, you don't want it to get popular or something. It's like, oh, well, I wonder how that could have gone. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, can I ask you something? Because I'm a pretty big, like, music nerd. And I like all these little bits that people probably wouldn't care about. But um, vocalists with bass, how, did that just yeah. come out about it with a necessity? Or can you tell us about that a bit? Or Yeah, well, when the band um, started, I was, you know, not really that good at guitar so i played bass and uh you know we were four piece at the start so oh, okay i didn't know were, yeah yeah with two guys um playing guitar and and pricey was kind of the singer at the start and then i had a couple songs and then it slowly got into the way that um that i was kind of writing most of the song so when the um <clears throat> the get this in your ep came around we were kind of like like i'd kind of moved mostly to the vocals and and um, the other bloke, Tremaine, who was on guitar, he'd play bass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because like it is something that interests me in finding it. Sometimes it's out of necessity when they just need, you know, it was just like we couldn't find someone, so I had to play that. Yeah, or, yeah. And yeah. then, well, then, um, you know, Tremaine left the band um, pretty um, shortly after we recorded that EP. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll yeah. play bass now. And that was, it was kind of um, weird learning how to yeah. play and sing some well, of Well, I love, I love these little quirks too, like sort of. It's super rare where you find like a singing drummer. Yeah. There's a few. And then bass, singing bass isn't super rare, but like, you know, obviously not as common as guitarist or um, solo singer or... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Is there any, uh, any heroes who, who did did the bass and sing like a Lemmy or a... <laughs> um, I mean... Mark from Blink maybe? <laughs> yeah, Mark. I mean, Nighty from the Psychos. I mean, you could say, oh, yeah, you could yeah. say Fat Mike. Um, yeah, yeah. That, oh, how can I forget? That, yeah. That's my whole background is that sort of pop punk, yeah, skate yeah. punk. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, there's a fair bit going on with the bass as well, you know, for in terms of, because you think punk, you think not a lot going on technically, yeah, yeah. but he's got a lot going on, you know. Yeah, he does some crazy. Oh, so I, 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 like, I'm someone who's not, doesn't understand the, the tech of music, but it'll still like, you know, I'm like, oh, notice the bit the you know i'm not really explaining myself well, well you know so, what's going on yeah well yeah. obviously in a band you've got a fi- you know you got the drums are keeping the beat i don't yeah. have to teach you how music works <laughs> but yeah well, the drums meant to do that yeah <laughs> come to my lesson amen i will yeah. teach you more about this music no no but I, i'm not really explaining myself well what i'm trying to say is like i remember having a mate who's like I would try and tell him about a drum line and he like, wasn't even interested. So like different people hear different parts of songs, you know? Yeah. Obviously like guitars like sticks out with the main riff sometimes and you know, not many people notice the bass sometimes too. Yeah, yeah definitely. Do you try and, um, is it set or just case by case where like the bass riff is just doing, doing what the guitar riff's doing or is it just yeah. song by song? Yeah, most of the time it's just yeah. that. It's like... Um you like, know, do you know? Do you know Rancid? Like, yeah, 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 I know Rancid. Their bass guys like doing sick things, un- and you can kind of hear it underneath. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like the journey of the East. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. But I don't know. I'm not that really that kind of not techie. Yeah, I'm not really super intricate with it. Um, 
And sometimes I've I reckon when you just do what you know, what the song needs, it's just better than getting a yeah. bit technical over it and chucking in a bunch of stuff that you know Yeah. Nine times out of ten. Well, the reason I ask you that too, because about like heroes, because again, this is going to sound quite cheesy, but with the whole, I, you know, the age gap between us, but like I feel quite old. But then I'm like, this this dude really knows his rock history, right? You know. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I know it sounds cheesy. It's yeah, like, yeah. You know, you're not a poser. <laughs> <laughs> but this is that. Um, have you had? I mean, like I said, I know, I'm fully aware this sounds very cheesy, so just yeah. take these questions as a grain of salt. But have you had sort of, um, you know, some of the, some of the older bands sort of happy to see the baton being passed on to a new gen? I know yeah. it sounds pretty yeah, cringe, but <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, the psychos have always yeah. been really supportive of us, and uh, yeah, I've noticed that it's like it's like the passing of the not not to say they're finishing, but you know, yeah, passing of. Do you want to do you want to hear my connection to the psychos? So, oh, when I say connection, super loose. It's just me nicking an idea. Yeah. But I saw them. Uh, there was this years ago. There was this uh, fest called Frashville, just oh, yeah. outside Newcastle. It's cool. It's like in the middle of nowhere, and yeah, and it's like uh, as you can tell by the name, it's kind of like directed towards sort of harder punk metal rock sort of. Anyway, they were like the headliners on and. This, they had a guy on with like a Weber Barbie. Yeah. He's, I don't know if he was a mate or what, but he's just cooking a Barbie. Yeah, well, he's just cooking a Barbie. And so I nicked that from my comedy fest show. <laughs> but he wasn't doing anything. I had to do my jokes. Well, so my idea was I'm going to be cooking a Barbie and talk, doing my show. So I'm like talking to the audience like, yeah. you know, you're at a Barbie Chrissy party or lunch or whatever. Yeah. And the lads are... At the barbie, the women, oh, okay. the women are preparing the salads or whatever they do. Yeah, and I, so yeah, that was the idea. It'd be me, but then anyway, the venue wouldn't allow. <laughs> the venue wouldn't allow to. Who would have thought? Because my smoke, show yeah. was in this. Um, this is, the Melbourne Comedy Fest is really weird. There's like 400 shows, mostly in the CBD. So they use a lot of different, like mostly pubs. But my venue was it was called the Greek Center, and it's offices. You're literally performing in office. Oh. So it's pretty rad. But, I mean, any venue wouldn't have allowed a cooking barbecue. But this one in particular would have been like, no, the alarms are all gone. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up cheating it, pretending I'm cooking. I had sausages there, though. Right. <laughs> I, I had to just keep buying. So I bought buy sausages for the show. Because the Melbourne Comedy Fest goes for about a month. Yeah. So I'd buy sausages for the show, take them home and actually cook them and eat them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is what I want to tell you about this. It's like it's a shame these things are kind of you do and then they go through to the keeper, right? But, yeah, yeah. But it's nice to sort of reminisce on it. But yeah, I got that idea from the psychos. So thanks, psychos. But um, that's a good. I'm one, sure eh? now now they'll be sending lawyers out. But nah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, things like that. I love those little, you know, the quirks. Ma- yeah, making, you know, it's a rock and roll show. Make people enjoy themselves. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For a few shows, we just had like a one of those little bar fridges on the stage. That's pretty good, yeah. And then it, because it, you know, playing yeah. playing as three, there'd be the drums yeah. and us either side well, of him. So so the stage would be in yeah. the middle in between us, and then we'd have a microphone for the door. Oh, I love I love looking at your tours of like you know internationally, and you know, take a bit of Oz around the world. You know, I've seen some things. You know, like 
repping Forex and stuff. Yeah, we had the big Forex flag, um, Pride of Queensland, over, <laughs> yeah. the, over the base cab. Do the Yanks say, what does that mean? I don't do accents. <laughs> no, they, I think yeah, they, yeah. they understand it. Yeah, yeah. Be like, nah, oh, it's nah. got to be a beer. Yeah. Well, they get into it, don't they? The whole, like, Oscorp sort of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I feel like, you know, like, it was before your time, but, like, I think there was an 80s, there was an explosion of, like, Paul Hogan, Men at Work, all that stuff. Yeah. And then... Ozploitation. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, you know who lo- who's into it is um, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, He right. loves his Oz sort of like 70s, 80s. That's why he got... um, Who's the Wolf Creek guy? John Jarrett. Yeah. He got him, put him in... um, What's the Jamie Foxx one? Um, Django Unchained. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. But enough about Quentin Tarantino. But, but yeah, I love... like um, Yeah. They, they're sort of like... I guess you know you you'd like be hanging out after the shows, chatting chatting with people, and and the bands you play with there. Yeah, I remember you brought over Mean Jeans. That was awesome. I actually uh, went to put a another stupid thing I do, not just the crowd serving, but I sometimes put people on my shoulders. Yeah, and I went to put on one of them, and everyone was like, "No, nah, don't." He's just spewed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was having a shocker. I think he even played. Um Shout out! They to like Richard. really bad spew, weren't they? Like? Yeah, I think he had a bucket next to him on the stage, <laughs> which is never a good sign. Was it like maybe it was like uh, you know, people talk about like like Delhi Belly for India or Bali, but maybe it's like a Yank. But Yanks should be uh, like we're we're practically America here, right? We got all that. Was pre- I, don't, I wouldn't blame the food. Maybe it's the the lack of oils and greases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you notice that in your? Yeah, I definitely put on a bunch <laughs> of weight in the states. I always yeah. do. <laughs> It's because you like even you look at their their bread for instance, and it's like got a heap of sugar in there. For yeah, some reason. you're like, why are you putting sugar? Because people there? even you know obviously we copy a lot of their trends, but like I don't know if it's still a trend, but a few years you like the brioche buns. Yeah, yeah. I don't really get into them. Like, no, all, I don't. Yeah, I'd, it's very sweet. Yeah, I'd rather those just you know jumbo soft rolls. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I've been getting into uh, the tiger tiger rolls. Oh yeah, they're, they're good. good. Yeah. Or um, Willies and Coles do the like damper. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, I love Tiger Bread. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. I got. I get so into chatting. I trail off a bit. But yeah, we're sort of following your journey of life. So. Um. Yeah. Childhood, Mackay, and then uh, you've come to the sunny coast. So. Um. Where, where were you? Where were your sort of schooling years? Was Was that mostly Mackay or? Well, yeah. I did primary school in Mackay, and then high school, sunny coast. Oh. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's got. Got the best of both worlds there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> and because um, even um, I, I uh, more more the southern part of the Sunshine Coast, but our family vacations, we don't say vacations, holidays, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. We can say some words. Who cares? Um, we're always to like Caloundra, the southern part of the Sunshine Coast. But yeah, because you, you were the northern northern sort of part, weren't you? Oh. Well, yeah, yeah, Perigian, so like right next to Coolum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely area. They got the like the Glasshouse Mountains and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but did you see sort of changes in that time, like where it's sort of growing, growing? Yeah, in, like, yeah, yeah. Slight, slight gentrification in Perigian Beach. I mean, it's completely different now. Yeah. When I live there. Every time I go back, which is, you know, maybe twice a year, like Christmas and maybe one other time. There's always some new boutique kind of shop. and <laughs> Like the pub, they took out the sports bar, so now it's basically just a restaurant. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, um, there's a bit of a running gag. Like I think Batuta does it a bit about the 
the the sort of uh, the the acoustic guitar crooner being a sun, sunny coast person. Yeah, like, like you bloke know, bloke playing the acoustic guitar, just whacking know, it like it's a drum kit. <laughs> Xavier Rudd sort of boombox guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I actually know a guy, uh, a comedian, Ben Knight, and he's like every all that, <laughs> but he grew, outgrew it. Oh yeah, he's yeah, into that but, shit. But he had the like loop pedals and nice <laughs> slapping. The, yeah, but um, so your proof you can. You can get out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just got to not be into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's nah. Um, well, like you know, you 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 spoke earlier about like you sort of not not that cliche of like heaps of music around the house, but um, can you tell us a little bit about sort of when? Um, I know it's probably it was probably just more natural where music just started coming in, but was there any sort of um? point where yeah you start getting into music more or was it just more of a natural thing yeah yeah um grade seven i got a cd it was um it was actually the the triple j hottest 100 of all time so it's just like all these you know compilation of all these songs from you know the 80s onwards and uh yeah found a bunch of tunes on that you know and especially as like you know a 10 11 year old yes Listening to like Killing in the Name, yeah. And, uh, well, smells that's, like Teen Spirit and all that. Well, that age it really um, has a huge impression. Yeah. When you and then we like you hear a riff, mm. and it's like like because the years before that you may not have it may not have meant as much. And yeah. Then, yeah. Eleven, twelve. For, that was the same for me. Grade seven, my first CD I got was Spider Bait, Ivy and the Big Apples. Cool. You know, like Buy Me a Pony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember. Was in uh, I think it was Big W in a shopping center in Brisbane, and it was a Triple J uh, um, compilation too, a Hottest One Hundred. But it was when Spider Bait Buy Me and Pony was number one. I put on, you know, it was like I don't know if they still do that, well, but it was a time when like headphones in the shop when you could listen to stuff. Yeah, I remember that. And so it's like track one, put it on, and it's that riff. It's like do 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 do, and it was like not that I went on to be in bands or anything, but it was like. I want to be a rock and roll fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. I literally said that out loud. No, no. no. <laughs> it was uh, in my mind. It's this very Hollywood, like boom. I'm getting blown backwards yeah, by a riff, yeah. but it was probably just like I was probably just smiling. Probably standing there drooling. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Sick. Probably had a little twelve-year-old boner. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I remember um, after that, I got Nevermind because I loved the um, smells oh, yeah. like Teen Spirit. Yeah, song. I kind of. Um, yeah, kind of just. Well, that's the other thing you do too, where you start tracing back, don't you? Because like you find out about a band, so I was like, oh, now I want to find find out about their earlier stuff. And yeah, yep. So yeah, got into got Nevermind, got Dookie. Oh, um, Ripper. Yeah, Love so my green day. kind of set from from there, and yeah, and then you know over the years you get into you know Ramones and Black Flag and yeah, yeah, Dead Kennedys kind of stuff. So yeah, and then I you know started getting into more. Well, they could, like they use the word gateway, don't they? Where it's like yeah, yeah, the, the the biggest staff that's on the charts, and then yeah, you look for more. I always thought it was um because like Triple M, you know, obviously they still play the the same singles and hits, and I was, obviously there would be a lot of the listeners and fans of that who who do go and get the albums and that but i mean there would be a big seg section of them who don't where they just like mm. the single quenches their first you know that's enough for me yeah <laughs> yeah i get that <laughs> i probably had a couple cds as a kid where i only listened to like two or three yeah. songs on there so you, so yeah you start as a fan and then 
when did it become like I want to I want to you know give it a go or, or play an instrument or uh, yeah well I was at that time when I was you know getting into CDs and stuff I was already playing guitar but I all those you know I just had those stupid guitar books where it's like you know you learn Beethoven yeah yeah Ode to Joy or well whatever. actually I learned piano oh and yeah that's the thing. It's they don't make it fun for kids because we were doing all these fifteenth-century German blokes. Yeah, and it's like it's not really relevant to me. Yeah, exactly. No so wonder then, kids turn to hilltop hoods. You yeah, know? it's yeah. more like you know. Yeah, but then um, I found out about uh, ultimateguitar.com where you can just go and put in the name of a song, and then it'll, and it, yeah. instead of like those weird notes on the lines, there's just have has the number. Ta- is that tabs? Yeah, tabs. Because I had this program called Tabit, it, and it, it would, would be the same thing. Yeah. And um, if you're pov and couldn't um, afford the actual version, they had uh, what I forgot what the word is, but they're basically like samples. Like they give you one tenth of the program. Yeah. So I it would only play like the first opening riffs. So I only know like opening riffs of a song, but I can do like Everclear, Santa Monica, and oh yeah, cool. Yeah, and I had Grinspoon Guide to Better Living music book, oh, so I yeah. can do Just Ace. Oh, sick. Well, it wasn't the whole album, but it was like a few of the cool songs. Oh, sorry. That's I just a had a riff. bit of a hiccup. <laughs> Dead Cat. Yeah, that, that album had sick riffs. Well, Grinners in general have sick riffs, but yeah. Um, yeah, sweet. So, um, just started playing, enjoying it. Um, yeah, just, you know, playing at home and uh, never really played music with anyone until uh, me and Matt, the chat's drummer, became mates in grade 10. Mm. And um, yeah, he was like a drummer, but he wasn't really that into into music. And um, I remember showing him, uh, showed him Doolittle by the Pixies, and he like really, really liked that record. I think he probably still likes it. But yeah, and some, you know, sometimes people say, you know, when you talk like in sports, they talk about pathways. Like if it, it sounds silly, but it's like. If a, if, if a kid can see that there's a pathway to get into the NRL or whatever, you know, it help encourages them. Yeah. It's the same thing where, like, do you you may not have sent, thought it was realistic to be playing gigs or playing in a band or, mm. I don't know, am I putting words in your mouth? No, or, no, no. That's definitely the way I felt. Like, yeah. Well, so, so some, something where I can connect with that is, so, with comedy, I do, I do like stand-up, but I like it a lot, but my very favourite is, like, acting. Okay. Because it's scripted? Yeah, well, it's fun. You're just playing stuff, and yeah, also because okay. I grew up with like movies and and like um, you know, like uh, Jim Carrey was huge yeah, in the nineties yeah. when I was a kid. The Mask, Ace Ventura, all of that, Dumb and Dumber. That I got, I did know what stand up was. There was a bit of it on TV, but we didn't. It's not like now where kids can find full concerts on YouTube, Netflix, and all that. Like, yeah. we would just have three minutes on the footy show or whatever. Mm. So yeah, stand-up wasn't massive, but um, so what I'm talking about is like seeing, so my my passion is like acting and stuff, but it doesn't, it seems unrealistic to me. Like yeah. a guy like me, how would I get into acting? Whereas stand-up is very low entry where you're like, oh, you can go and I can think of a few jokes and go to the pub. Yeah, yeah okay. I, yeah. I never so thought of it like that. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to compare to like if maybe performing yourself being in a band might have seemed like not not a gettable thing or yeah it just didn't um i mean i never thought of being i don't know in a 
band that makes a living, I thought yeah. I'd just be in a in a band that plays, you know, once a month at the pub or something, which I was stoked with. I thought that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, those early days too, like that's the thing is each little thing that probably seems small now would have been sick, right? Like your first recording, your first live show. Yeah. All these little milestones. Yeah, definitely. Can, can you remember anything along the way? Again, sounds a bit cheesy. I'll, I'll call it, say like a pinch me moment where you're like, like I said, like where, where you're like, and it could be at any point, you know, maybe the last couple of years where like, fuck, I'm in America or fuck, I'm yeah, like Splendor or anything like that, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's been a shitload. I yeah. mean, uh, when we did the when we did the Iggy Pop show a few years back, yeah. that, was, that was a big one because we got to hang out with him for a little bit. And he was, you know, like, I ask, like and he was like asking <laughs> me songs about yeah. our songs, like being like, what's this mean? What's that mean? Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> You tell me first about yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I've seen those like psycho photos. Where it's like Dave Grohl and Josh Holman. Yeah, <laughs> we're hanging out with um, Jello from Dead Kennedys. That's awesome. Yeah, a few months back. Yeah, uh, there's been heaps of heaps of times where I've just been like, yeah, "This is ridiculous," you know. Yeah, and that like the funny thing with punk too is like you're not meant to sort of like fanboy and stuff. But for me, even like I'll be backstage and like someone like Jay from Friends of Rom's around. And yeah. the, to me, that's like punk royalty, if there's such a thing. <laughs> yeah. Because they're not meant to be like rock stars or whatever, but it's like, it's it's often like, for me, it's the people you've grown up with too. Like, you know, I could do gigs and stuff with sort of like younger comedians who are doing really well, mm. but it doesn't mean as much to me as like, say like a John Safran, Sean Michaela. Yeah. Like these guys I've grown up with, mm. seen them my whole life, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Was that like I guess not that you would rank them, but sound like Iggy Iggy would be one of the biggest ones. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, even like you know the psychos and that too. Like yeah. people who I you know even consider my mates still. Like sometimes you're like, oh man, I remember listening to you when I was twelve years old, thinking like this is the coolest shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's um, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing to try and navigate. Like not being annoying to people that you yeah yeah really yeah. like you know because you're like you want them to and you two of gunners yeah you, but we didn't meet any of them you, oh yeah that's pretty i've heard that where they, like they distance themselves like yeah is it just like there's your little van out the back <laughs> yeah ours our room was like right down the other end of the stadium it was hilarious but um i still thought they'd come and just say hi or something but yeah yeah no you think they'd just be like g'day and <laughs> and then keep going you know that's like, like g'day axel like <laughs> yeah but uh yeah we didn't even didn't even meet like the you know the keyboardist who's been playing with them for a year or something yeah, you know? yeah like it's i don't know it's it's you know it's big band stuff it's showbiz Social baby. hierarchies yeah and stuff, yeah showbiz but yeah. um, the Foo Fighters are really cool. They were all really nice people. Oh, sweet. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. They were, you know, actually wanted to sit down, have a beer, like tw- say, like, how you going? How you liking the tour? You know, like yeah, actually yeah. have a conversation. Which, Thanks for doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, goes a long way. Yeah. It's nicer than, you know. Yeah. And those, like, those are awesome opportunities, you know, because it's like, I've always thought of it as like, it's percentage, right? Like if a few, even if a few start like checking... Getting into your band. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even like on that Foo Fighters tour, like, you know, because the band has a Twitter page and every now and then you see like 
just saw the fucking worst band of my life opening. And, and you're like, oh, and you're like, oh, that's pretty funny. But then there'll be a couple other people like, yeah. oh, you guys are great, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, man, I, I totally get that. Like, yeah, I get trolls and stuff, but it's like, especially with comedy, there's like different senses of humor, obviously. And it's like, I'm a bit like dry, sarcastic. Yeah. But it's the same, like subgenres of music, you know, like, yeah, like you guys do what you do. They're obviously, it's not, it's not massively different, but they're, you know, the Fooies have like, what, five guitars now? Yeah, they're starting yeah. to become like a ska band, you know, they got about eight people. I would love that if they became a ska band. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to do a skank to like Everlong or... Yeah. <laughs> pick it up, pick it up, you know. <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's interesting, man. Yeah, well, it's like... and um, yeah, Everyone likes different shit. Yeah. And it would be boring if everyone liked the same shit, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. And the thing about like... So so for me, like I said, I do like stand but I, I really love the acting stuff. But I, but I also like bouncing between them too. And so for you, it's like... Um, you've got the recording side right, and yeah. then live, and how? Do you, what do you What do you think about like bouncing between the di- the different sort of elements? You're like they both have their pros and cons, and yeah, yeah, both have the ups and downs. Um, I still don't really know which one I prefer. I think probably yeah. probably touring because it's out. In, you know, yeah, it's just a bit more fun. You're around different instant people. instant kind of yeah, like it's the song. That's what I like to hear. The if if the laughter happens, let's be honest. Yeah, but it's like. Yeah, like you finish your song, you hear the chill, you can instantly see the beer being chucked at ya. Yeah, you not <laughs> like um, I don't know. In the studio, it can get a bit, you know. Mm. We're not this sort of band, but you can get a bit obsessed with you know all these cool sounds that you can make <laughs> on the computer and that, you know, that can. Kind You're of like, uh, let's just say the producer's Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, can you give us more uh, feedback? Can you give us more? Echo effect or like Yeah, yeah. Give us uh, what's the uh like T pain and that? Um Auto tune. Auto tune, yeah, yeah. Give us a bit more auto tune. We could probably do with a bit of that actually. It yeah. might help us. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. It's a it's Do you a guys usually thing. do you is it probably not set but like play players one or individual tracks or we uh first time we recorded <clears throat> we did everything individually, like you make you do the drums first. Mm. and the bass and then guitars and then voice but that was just because you lose a bit of the magic exactly but that was just because that that's all we could do at the high school studio you know it's all all they really had you know available so we did that and it doesn't quite sound right because it's just not that that vibe of you know well i remember first time hearing that that happens and it just ruined the magic yeah, it's weird. I want to think bands play together. <laughs> yeah, well, um, after that, we were like, we can't do this again. You got to just because it's not the same. It doesn't sound right. Yeah, it doesn't sound like four mates just three or four mates just you know making a record you're f- together. And you're feeding off each other's energy. That sounds a bit cheesy, but yeah, no, you are. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It's different. I, I mean, I get weird because we always record everything together, but then I'll go in and do the singing afterwards and it'll mm. just be me in this big room mm. with a microphone and you're looking there's like you know jeff and the other two guys just watching you and it's just a bit weird mm. you know you feel <laughs> oh you yeah like jeff is a producer as well yeah no. <laughs> and, and then you instantly comes to mind the classic sort of cliches like you know we all watch like eight mile or whatever yeah you'll be like one one two like <laughs> You're yeah. doing your lyrics and you're like you, you're a bit like your Eminem or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
But I guess um yeah yeah like you said, it's exactly like you said like each have their pros and cons and but it must be cool in the way that like this is what I like when we're filming something where it's like it's a lot of pressure but it's a relief when you do it well you know it's like that's been captured like that yeah. that thing and obviously you got different takes and stuff it's like but then at the same time live is like proven to be like yeah we can do it like, this is us it's not yeah it's not just studio trickery or yeah yeah and it's just cool to see you know people who are stoked to watch you yeah you yeah know, um a lot of the shows we've done overseas lately they've been like oh you know i've been waiting to see you guys since like 2020 or whatever it's mm. just um it's a really cool thing to see like yeah just come to brazil on. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a oh yeah sweet um what else are we going to talk about <laughs> i guess uh yeah just that's good man everything's going cool <laughs> yeah yeah it's all you guys just you got a really good work ethic i noticed like hit the road a lot and yeah I don't just know. Just have to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's just something that we do now. It's not... If we try not to think of it as work, though. Yeah. And, and also, yeah, like, not just the chats. You got the unknowns going. Um, yeah. I saw the other days that uh, Rick Rick and Rick and the Sickos. Yeah, Rick and the Sickos. <laughs> finally putting out a, a record that we recorded a yeah. few years back. And we'll so, probably... You know, speaking of Dave Grohl before, you know, get, having all these side bands going. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll probably just do a couple shows and break up, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all... I've, I've seen... I've probably seen the unknowns more than the chats now. <laughs> I've yeah, seen you guys probably bit every of an show we've done yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lately. But, um, nah, it's cool. You're um, at the tote? Yeah. And that's a, like, the, you know, I'm talking about alternating between things. I get to see you on the axe and... Yeah. Does that like kind of bit of freedom, like from, from plucking the strings to, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know. It is different. Strumming. It's fun because, you know, I never really... You can do your sort of like rock rock star poses more with a guitar. Yeah, yeah. I never really, um, well, never really played guitar in a band until yeah. uh, The Unknowns, really. I had a band before that, but The Unknowns is like, you know, proper band, so... Yeah, yeah. So that was is it that that was Josh's? Yeah, it's Josh's band. Um, he started the band with his mate Dexter and his brother Caleb, on the Sunny Coast about ten years ago now. Yeah. So they were like the only real other band that was like our age, kind of doing something similar to what we were doing. Um, yeah, big influence for us because it was cool. Yeah, that's just seeing you know kids our age, you know, playing rock and roll, and then we became friends through like the band and and such because we didn't really go to the same school but we lived in the same area so yeah yeah so we became mates and uh yeah because i noticed like you um as you like you know you probably got a hand coming through where you're stoked to get on like a support slot or whatever yeah and i noticed you sort of handing that on to like Giving some other bands a start and taking them on tour and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we always kind of did that for the unknowns, even before Josh was in the band mm. or I was in the unknowns. You know, they were kind of our our brother band. You know. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I think is interesting about that because it's like, like I said, like when you bring like Mean Jeans or something like that, which is like that must be cool to, to feel like you're you're introducing an overseas band that you know about to Australia. Yeah. But then it's probably got to juggle that, a juggle between that and 
your your, your mates who want want you to take them on tour. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not that not that you owe anything to anyone if you know what I mean, but it's just like, yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah, but uh, I mean, me and Sheen's are our mates anyway. So yeah, <laughs> it all That's works what I mean. out. No, nah, because I, you know, like I said, being a background of a fan of punk and so, so I remember when bigger the bigger. American punk bands would come over and bring like a kind of like a smaller one, and yeah. it was a good way to find out about some of the other ones from from overseas and that. Yeah, yeah, I think it you know ends up working. There's a bit of a community you find, like a good totally of community of bands and stuff. Yeah, yeah. everyone's really good um, in Australia. I mean, no one's really out to get anyone. <laughs> so oh, that's a bit boring. I want to I want to be here about beefs and <laughs> yeah, you want some Oasis style. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that? Uh, the reason it's so boring, that's why you get scandals like a stolen drink drink lid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I oh. won't mention who. It's a good segue. <laughs> uh, we'll call them C-Lane. Oh, okay. But then that, that could apply to maybe yeah. 50 bands in Australia. Oh, man. That was so weird. <laughs> it was like, I guess it's like you don't want any scandal happening at all, but it's at least it's not like touching inappropriately or that. Yeah. Seemed like like that's what they were for a few years. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we need some good scandals yeah. again, don't we? Or beefs. Bring back beefs. Yeah. Nah, it's good people get along. We could have a beef. Yeah. Fucking stay off my turf. Yeah. <laughs> Heard you're in... <laughs> I don't know. I don't even live in <laughs> Brisbane anymore. <laughs> yeah. I heard you're hanging out in Heathwood. Like, well, that, yeah. could, that could be our beef. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what's... Um, you know, you got like Vance, like really pushing Mansfield, but you could have like fucking... You know, people really pushing their, like, post-code wars, you know? Yeah, yeah. When are you going to stick up for Parisian? <laughs> oh, I did that for years. Yeah. Be, you know, like, so always saying 4122, like, what? Yeah, but I remember, um, you know, just talk, I remember hanging out with Luke once, and I'm like, what, do you guys still, like, live in Mansfield? He's like, nah, none of us live there, so <laughs> it's a bit weird now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, totally. But, um... Speaking of those lost apps, one of them, one of them was the guitarist. Was sorry, James Tidswell, one of the apps yeah. I lost. R.I.P. But uh, yeah, he he talked about. It was a really good chat, unfortunately. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he um hopefully like he'll be like you and do it again. But uh, no, he was talking about um not not a when I talk about like talking about their suburb and so like it's not even it's not like a patriotism or nationalism or whatever. It's it's more. It's hard to explain. It's it's more like I think he was trying to say like you know if you are just from the burbs or yeah you can kind of like because I've got that same thing of like so many people are trying to show how worldly they are yeah I think that's what you know everyone's like oh I'm having peri peri and I'm just like well what about red rooster <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah stick up for the little guy yeah that's it like yeah. let's just be yourself you know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Oh well, man. Um, I think that covers most of Jenny. Um, oh, one thing. Quickly. What about what about jobs? Little had any like fast food or Kmart or? Uh, I worked at Coles in high school. Oh, Coles yeah. Coolum, and uh, yeah, I kind of did that for a year after school, and then the band started touring. So yeah, they kind of gave me the flick, and I just started doing. And the that's band. what. And now when I talk about work ethic, it's really just. I've got the same thing. I just don't want to do any real jobs. I just yeah. Keep, yeah, keep do as much as I like. Yeah, I've got like no skills or <laughs> interests or anything outside of music, really. So, but uh, no, I 
through COVID, I worked at a distribution center, like just a warehouse. You could go and take the lifesaver thing, do a few shifts, just pretend you're alive. Oh, on the beach, yeah. Yeah. Well, but you'd be too, stuffed if you needed to save someone. Just like this is this is 100% true. But when the Smoko um, video started going a bit nuts on the internet, I was still working at Coles, <laughs> and my manager came down and asked if I'd wear like the lifesaver thing and go stand out the front, like greeting people to come in. And you said absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, "What do you, What do you reckon? You know, it'd be pretty good. Um, I love pretty how good, pretty good exposure for the band too. You know, like, oh, <laughs> oh, that old chestnut. Yeah. I also love how it's cold as well. It's not some little indie like, oh, nah. give us a, can you give us a little bump, Eamon? Like, yeah, oh, just little old colds. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's like man. people are gonna come here anyway. <laughs> mm. It is that funny thing too when, um, you know, when it was blowing up, people probably expect thought just guess you're getting so much out of it and it's not the reality at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. And they think, people think that, uh, you, you know, if you have a million views on YouTube, then you have like a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a hundred and something. <laughs> yeah. Well, my things were all on Facebook, so I didn't get anything. Like that doesn't, oh. Facebook doesn't have any, um, Yeah. not like YouTube. I put it on the wrong bloody thing. Nah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Damn you, Zuckerberg. Yeah, prick. But having said, like, f- it's changed now where it's it's tough now, but for a few years it was good for, like, gigs and stuff to put on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we always found that, you know, if we'd have... When we did start playing in venues, which, you know, none of them were, like, proper venues. It'd just be, like, a, a fucking pizza place that'd let us play out the back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, when we started doing that, we'd just make a Facebook event and it'd start going good. Get oh. it, just invite your mates, you know? Well, um, thanks for the thanks for taking us on the journey, Eamon. Just the last thing on this show that we uh, usually get the guests to get. Did you do your homework for the Wikipedia page? Yeah, yeah. I, well, it was nice of you to remind me about uh, 10 I'm minutes not, before you yeah. arrived. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, man? I thought you could have just gone with the one from last time, which yeah, I can't well, even remember what Yeah, which I forgot that too. But, you know, uh, luckily, I had uh, I pulled something up that I was reading last night. And this is... I don't know if this counts because it's kind of... Uh, it's kind of the... Uh, just a line from a from an article. It's the Henry Cavill, you know... Oh, okay, I better turn off this video and actually... I'm meant to be looking. I, I I sometimes do that on the app where I try and just capture a few minutes of video. But um, since this is my bloody what do you call it seg my pod segment, I should actually look at the um, Wikipedia page with the guest. <laughs> yeah, but this uh, this dude played Superman or something. And uh, but so yeah. what are we? Sorry, what are we going? Henry Cavill. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just reading out a line that I thought was pretty funny. Um, he has been an avid gamer since childhood. And there's there's two citations after that. So can I just? Uh, I also like to ask us usually, like, because the reason I started this because I am a huge wiki guy. Do you ever do you ever go into a bit of a wiki hole at all? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I was well. That's how I was found out about. I don't even know. Oh, really. British! I didn't even know he was British. Yeah, see, I don't really know much about this guy. Um, <laughs> I guess was he Man- was he in Man of Steel? Um. I'm not sure because I kind of think of him as um yeah Man of Steel that was a good there was movie. kind of a changing of the eras where he was kind of this new era where you didn't need a big name because like CGI and stuff was yeah because before that in the nineties you know studio execs would be like get me Pitt yeah 
Yeah. Get me Willis or <laughs> Yeah, but any um anyhow, he has been an avid gamer since childhood. At one point missing a phone call from Zack Snyder telling him he got the role of Superman because he was too busy playing <laughs> World of Warcraft. So they had to give it to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool that he's uh you know, so invested in World of Warcraft that he's not answering Zack yeah. Snyder's calls. In 2000, while playing rugby, 16-year-old Cavill met actor Russell Crowe, who was shooting on location at Stowe for the film Proof of Life. The actor shared some acting tips and later sent a package to Cavill. The two actors later worked together on Man of Steel. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know Russ Crowe was on Man of Steel. Sent him a package, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Anything else interesting or just that, the gaming bit? That's pretty much it. I mean, I was laughing about that to myself last night. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I want from that segment is those little little quirks, you know? I love when it just, it's kind of really mundane too, where it just goes like, he likes to collect stamps. I was like... (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like his hobbies include like rowing or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or something you wouldn't expect, yeah. Yeah. Well, Eamon, thanks for very much for coming on again. Um, thanks for having me again. I, I like to think we captured that same spark that we did in the first. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there were definitely a few uh, a few parts where I was like, this is, you know. Re- I, recovering territory. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we've spoken about this, that's, that's good. Th- that's what I worry about when I like lose it and have to do it again is it's like the guest is like, am I going over this? Because I do pride myself on, on not... Uh, being like the punishing journos you might have to put up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although there was a little bit of that. Nah. I'm sure you get a lot of a lot of smoke questions. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, I don't want this to become longer the last little bit than the actual app, but I, um, as I ask everyone, is there anything you want to say or plug anything or... I don't really have any... Oh, i got a tour next month if you live on the uh, east coast of Australia between Maroochydore and Melbourne probably playing yeah that's a big chunk of my demographic yeah I, I'm probably <laughs> probably playing in a pub or venue near you um, check out the chats website I think it's www.thechatslovebeer.com yeah um, you might see me modelling the speed deal of Sunny yeah maybe <laughs> maybe um, and you guys sent me one of those Foster's logo shirts as well like, that was cool Oh yeah, I don't know where C. it is now, but that's just the nature of shirts you get given. You, yeah, you, you know yeah. where they are for a few. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, well, thanks heaps, Eamon. and uh, yeah, we look forward to following your journey in in this uh, this live. <laughs> All right, thanks, Goxie. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. Goxie's having a yarn because he's got nothing better to do. Goxie's having a yarn, and one day he might have one with you.